Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Uh, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the same old Arsenal podcast episode. I don't know. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all been to the pub today um, and got a few pints inside you. You lucky, lucky things. Um, over here in Ireland, when uh, the pub, I think, uh, the, the pub in Ireland is a forgotten word now. I think we're all too used to uh, getting the old cans from the supermarket and sitting at home and drinking them. So, yeah, you lucky ducks. Um, I hope you've been out and enjoyed yourself. This too cold. Too cold? Yeah, coming from a fellow who wears his football jersey tucked out. Yeah, I don't understand where that comes from, to be honest. Um, a great victory to talk about. At last, a clean sheet and three points. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Hello to you all in the chat. Hello to you all if you are watching on replay and hello to you all if you're listening put to this one on audio. Molina, please. Can you put that one up from Miss Molina, please? Just <laughs> put it up there, please. Just put it up there, please. There Love, it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, but, yeah but he's forgetting who gave him the name Granite Judges, isn't he? <laughs> forgetting the name, forgetting the person who put it out there in the first place. Love it. Um... Lee, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you very much. And uh, aching from my uh, masterclass yesterday, but other than that, um, I'm all right, like you know. So, uh, do you get the Mickey taken out of you for those boots? No. Why would anybody take the Mickey out of me in my boots? Because all the boys wear proper black ones, and you wear silly white ones. Yeah, no, like, you know, shining beacon, and I like you know. Look, when you got, you have to please your sponsors, and that's what I have to do. I have to please them, and that's it, like, you know. So. Uh, well, and they said, will be man. pleased to know that uh, it, it banged in a goal after. Well, I don't see AFTV written on them anywhere. Seven minutes banged in a goal. Don't take me long. Bang. <laughs> you know what? I've got to say this, right? You know, I made history yesterday. Go on, Go on mate. Go on. Well, that was the, oh, the first player, right, to have scored on the new scoreboard. 
Oh, there, you are. Well, there you are. Very well done, mate. Yeah. That's it. I know the new scoreboard's been put in. And I was the first one to put me put my name up in lights. Did it come yeah. up, Lee Judges? Lee Judges, number seven, seven minutes. Bang. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was a very nice moment, though, you know. They're all talking about cream eggs, you know. I don't know what they're going on about. Like, that cream eggs. That's what you're sponsored by. That's what they're saying you're sponsored by. Candries is that was a there was a thing on the on the um on the um Watch along yesterday. How you eat your cabbage cream eggs? And oh yeah, eat. we saw that. Oh, yeah, it was a bit rude. This well, I wasn't coming... being rude, really. It's how I do it, like you know what I mean. So, uh, thank um, you, Pids, for your kind donation. As yeah, says, Lee, have you got your cream eggs at the ready? I have got a couple here ready, like you know. So, uh, and uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, like, where's Nigel? Is he about? Is he like that? I mean, like, he Brad, is. He is. He's in the chat. Judge his own goal, seven minutes, and he's let that allow, he's allowed that, is he? Like, you know what I mean? Do your job, Nigel. Come on, come on, come on. Get on it, boy. Get on it. No cabbage cream eggs for you. Dan, how are you, sir? Yeah, good. Cheers, boys. Uh, happy to be here. Surprise, judges is here, man. Now the shops are open. I thought he would have got some size nine flip-flop fitted uh, Primark. You know, Arteta <laughs> in, it now? We won. Arteta in. You know what I mean? The so was too young. to see him here. Oh, good, flip man. flop you when I'll see you. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our super, uh, our super sub. Whenever, whenever, whenever he is called upon, obviously Harry is out um, doing a bit of work. Graham can't be with us this evening, and neither can Mark. Uh, so the super sub, Albert. How are you, sir? Of course, you know I was getting ready to, you know, sit back and watch you guys doing your thing, and I'll get the late call up. I thought, you know what, this is it's like going to the Euros, mate. This is this is quality. So. Happy day <laughs> Thank you very much, Mal. Appreciate that. Just before we get going, if you haven't done it already, please hit the like button. It helps us out enormous, uh, enormously. Um, if you could do that for us before we get going. If you're watching it on Catch Up, if you could do it now. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, much appreciated. We'll start off with you, Lee. Uh, a trip to Bramall Lane yesterday. Uh, a rather comfortable win in the end. Uh, winning the game 3-0. I thought it was a very good performance. Yes, okay. Um, it was Sheffield United, bottom of the league, not doing very well. But at the end of the day, Lee, you can only play what's in front of you. What's your take on yesterday? Listen, as, uh, you know, as I've said before, you can only beat what's in front of you. And it was a listen. I, I thought we, you know it was a game we couldn't win in certain. If we won it three 0 everybody was that was what was expected. If we'd have lost it, everybody'd been going mad, and it, you know. Uh, of course, you know, someone's been on the um, uh, message me today, like, oh, look, it's all, it's a, it's an Arteta love in there, is it? And all that, like, and, uh, you know, we, we have beaten bottom of the league. A smile in a minute when he knows who, it's, who I'm talking about, you know, and um, like all of that. But ultimately, you know, that's all we could do yesterday was just beat them as we did. And, um, and that's what we did. I've got to say this. I thought the first goal was fantastic. Oh bit of football. I've got to say, I yeah, don't care who that's against. It was absolutely brilliant, like, you know, knocking the ball about. The that, the little touch from Tobias to, to put um, Lacazette through and Lacazette, a great yeah. finish. It's lovely. Oh, it was a great, I thought it was a fantastic goal and mm. then um, I have to say, Lacazette's second one, the ball from party, you know, it was fantastic, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely fantastic pass. So there was some good football in there. There was some good football in there. There was some, you know, like, Ordinary stuff as well, you know, but uh, but ultimately, clean sheet, 3-0. Listen, you know, those, those games are always going to be difficult because the other teams got, you know, Sheffield Giant got nothing to lose. They're just going to go for it. You've still got to be professional. 
with one eye on um, on um, on Thursday, of course, and uh, you know the pleasing thing for me, I, I was so pleased that um, that uh, that Martinelli got a start. I thought he was brilliant. I got to say that his work mm-hmm. rate, everything about him. Do you know what we were talking about yesterday? Everything that he does ticks every box that Mikel Arteta wants, but somehow we don't play him, like, you know. But as a uh, as my dear friend said, you know, I mean, after he was uh, having a having a little pop today, he said, "Oh, you wait and see. Uh, William will be in for Martinelli, and like this is we this." And so, uh, you know, I'm going to keep this man anonymous who it is. You know what I mean? That, that, that makes all these messages, sends me these messages of, of doom and gloom. I've actually put like um, Dad's army on there because it's all doom and gloom when he can't, when he gets on the phone. But anyway, um, yeah. I, 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 I hope Martinelli plays on um, on Thursday because yeah. I think he deserves to. I thought he played really, really well yesterday. Got the goal, uh, Poacher's goal, and I, I, I was quite impressed with him. Like you know, Pepe, I thought done well as well. All in all, a, a good performance. And I tell you what, the the, the standout for for me, and I think we should talk about this because uh, I know what you're going to you know, say. I know that I was like, you know, I was like a midfield general yesterday, Granit Shacker and all that like. But I can't play left back like he played yesterday. Yeah, he done really he, well yesterday. He done really well there, like, you know. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if that's where he's going to play on Thursday. And I think that if he doesn't play him on Thursday there, why play him there yesterday? So a very interesting team selection that was. It was very. Dan, um, what was your feelings on yesterday, mate? Yeah, very similar to Lee. I think Martinelli was great to see him. Um, been calling pure live wire, wasn't he? Weeks. Yeah. yeah, the tenacity, the mentality. I thought he was probably player of the match. I know Lacazette got man of the match, and probably rightly so, to be honest. But I thought Martinelli was lively as ever, and it was a really good, uh, good chance for us to see what he can do because I wanted to see him for more than five minutes. Then we started to see him for 15, then we started to see him for 25. So if it's true about Arteta wanting to try and mould him in, then I'm just glad that he's just given him a full game because he's mm. had to have one of those. Uh, you, can, you can't just keep bringing him on for 10-15, in my opinion. So he's done that and he's done it well. <laughs> I looked at the situation with Chaka and I didn't like it. Um, thought he was fine there. Uh, I think he said to my dad, I was mucking around, I said, at least if you play Chaka at left back, you can't pass it backwards all the time. Uh, but he did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quite a few times. So, uh, no, but he had a good game only mucking around. He was all right. Uh, that one had a bad game, Craig. I thought Danny Sabayos, I mean, that just sums up Sabayos' season, does it not? Poor, yeah. then great. He's so poor, frustrating, isn't he? Oh, oh, he was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good yesterday. And, you know, you I mean, there's some comments. Good. Sorry, Dan, to cut across you. There's comments, some comments that come in. I've got to bring it in because the, like, I'm sorry now, Miss Shane, or I hope I've said that right, but this is the kind of comments that, uh, you know, I think the touch from Tobias and the pass from party is being overrated, just shows the mediocrity that we've become used to. Now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyone who watches, anyone who watches football, now it's very, it's very, it's okay you can come in the comments, right, and say that we know nothing about football. That's fine. I can take that. That's absolutely fine. But if you're trying to tell me that that pass is overrated, then I have I have no idea what your what your level of of football is because that Great. pass was executed yeah. absolutely perfect. It's one of the it's one of the best passes of a football you are ever going to see. It was perfectly weighted, perfectly timed. Right onto the striker's foot. He didn't even have to do anything. He let the ball roll and bang. It was in the back of the net. 
Sorry to cut across you, Dan. I just had to get that off no. my chest there. But sorry about that. <laughs> no, don't be. It's a great. It's a great. Uh, and we respect the comment, you know, that's come up. But we do have to answer stuff like that. I've been guilty in the past of uh, of, of saying that we accept mediocrity, but you can only beat the team in front of you. And when you start to score goals like the three goals that we scored, yeah. I thought they were all exceptional. You can't mm. sit there and say that it's only Sheffield United and that you know it. it, it so it, it doesn't count. Um, we certainly can't get going to get carried away. That's 100%. Yep. It is Sheffield United are a very yeah. poor side. They've lost 25 yeah. games this season. However, we need to be sure that we are looking at performance on the pitch. And that's what we saw. I thought we dominated the first half in terms of possession. Second half, we gave him a little bit of a glimpse and the possibility of making something happen within the first five, ten minutes. But then I'm, I think that we were again on top of the game. As we said, Sabayos uh, run the show in the middle. Thomas Party's pass, you know. I've been very critical of him a few times this season, particularly in the last few weeks. I think he's had a real kind of hard time, so to speak. Uh, but it's early days still on an Arsenal shirt. And when you yeah. see passes like that, you can see that he's got it in his locker. So let's hope that we see more of that from Thomas Party. Lacazette, I'm actually pleased for because he was frustrating as anything on Thursday night. Um, and I think he I, I think he played because I think Arteta was either doing one or two things. And that was, you're not playing on Thursday unless you buck your ideas up, son. And let's hope that that's the answer that he's got because I thought he was really good. I thought he worked hard. His finishing was superb for um, for the goals. And uh, I think that that is very, very key to who will be playing up front for us um, on Thursday night, personally. I do mm. think, Craig, we play better without Lacazette and Aubameyang together. Yes. And I think, personally, the system or whatever style, whatever people that seem to be uh, saying we've got, certainly does look better with Lacazette up front through the middle, in my opinion, without Aubameyang. And the reason I say that isn't just because Aubameyang's having a poor season. It's because I think Lacazette seems to play better around the likes of Martinelli, Saka and Smith-Rowe. He just seems to play a lot better and be infused by those youngsters. And the last thing I'll say, and I'm not going to criticise the manager because I can't because it was a good performance, but I was a bit frustrated to see Saka playing there because he's looked knackered in the last six games and now it looks like he could be potentially out on Thursday. So I was a bit frustrated that he played and we didn't see like Willian or somebody that wasn't going to play on Thursday night because although it's a good performance and we're happy with it, I'm just going to be gutted if we're going to lose Saka, Tierney, Erdegaard and Smith-Rowe on Thursday mm. night. That's mm. too much for me personally. Yeah, so it, that would be a massive shame. But I, I think if we, I think we must be positive there. I mean, I saw the video. Of, I saw a video of him today on Twitter walking out pretty good. normally good. Um, out, well, out of the ground. Yeah, do you know? Yeah. I say just a dead leg, wasn't it? I think it was just a dead leg, Lee. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I mean, I watched, I watched the replay of it. I, I paused it and I rewound it and I paused it and I rewound it. I think, I think he just gets, he gets a dead leg, um, and he's taken off precaution, um, you know, precautionary because of Thursday night, I would imagine. Um, and like I said, I see the video on Twitter today. He walks out quite, quite mm. easily. No, no crutches. No, you know, no aid. No nothing. Um, one thing. Sorry, Craig. One last. Yeah, thing, go on, I mate. The, I just see it in the comments, and I forgot to say it. Yeah. I think Pablo Marie deserves so much more credit yeah, this season. Yeah. I really yeah. don't understand. This This is a centre-half who seems to be commanded and understand. I've just seen Pramud with a comment in there, and it just reminded me, because I think that Gabriel and Pablo Marie are new centre-halves, and I think they've had good seasons. I know they might have had mistakes as a defensive unit, but I think he deserves a lot of credit again yesterday, Pablo Marie. I think he plays next to a lot of different centre-halves and has done before, mm. whether it's Louise, whether it's Gabriel, whether it's Holding. I think he's he's a really good centre-half and one that I think is actually tending to be a good signing from Arteta. I just wanted to add that. That was all. Sorry, mate. No, yeah, it's, it's great. You know thank you. That's a good point before, yeah. Um, yeah, before Albert comes in there. That's a good point that's been made there. Um, 
does you know Mari and holding like does does he put a holding play better with um a more experienced central defender saying Mari and like same with Gabriel when he's played with Louise instead of the pair of them playing together. So I, f- I think it's a very, very good point. Could it be a, something in that. I thought Holden um, played well yesterday. It's the first time that he's not looked shaky. Mind you, it's maybe because he's playing up against a championship forward line. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, look, look. I understand when people say it's only Sheffield United, only Sheffield United, because at the end of the day, they are bottom of the league. They, you know, They are the whipping boys this year. I get that. But on the flip side, you, you, you've also got to understand that we could, we could have quite easily have gone there and lost. You know, this is this league is so topsy turvy this year. Everyone's beat everyone. Anyone can beat it's anyone. Topsy turvy. No, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, do you like that? Yeah, you like that? Good. There's a new one for you now. Can you? I, I expect. Right, here's a challenge for you. I expect. I expect you to get that word in to your next AFT in your next AFTV interview. Okay, topsy turvy. Topsy turvy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Deal. Albert, um, I want to change the subject on you a little bit, mate. Uh, last night, flip whilst, whilst scrolling through Twitter, you're seeing a lot of, you know, and we're seeing a lot of it in the comments section here now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was only Sheffield United. Uh, you accept mediocrity. Um, oh, this, that and the other. You know, and, and there's people having a go at me there saying about Tom, you know, about parties past. Oh, didn't you see Santi Corzola? Didn't you see? Say, of course I saw Santi Corzola. So, of course I saw Cesc Fabregas. Of course I saw these players. But what I'm trying to say is that particular pass from Thomas Party last night was world class. It was a dream pass for any striker in, in any continent, in any league in the world. It was a dream ball. Um, what do you say to these fans who say, oh, you're going over the top and this, that and the other? Why can't we just? Why can't, can't as a fan? It? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why as a yeah. fan base? Why can't we talk about a loss and be disappointed that we lost? And then when we win, why can't we talk about a win and be bloody happy that we got three points and we ended a streak of thirteen games without without conceding a goal? You know what? It you know I think it might be Craig. I think because we've had sort of. <laughs> years and frustration of pain and, and inconsistencies when when we do win it's almost treated as if it's a loss um you make the good point about the um the pass from Thomas Party it was a great pass and I think I think that's the issue if it was a De Bruyne or a Paul Pogba they would be they'd be waxing lyrical but I think because obviously it's Arsenal and you know the run of form and the inconsistency with results when when do when good things do happen it's kind of sort of passed off pretty quickly, but it's like you make the good point. You can only you can only beat or play who is in front of you, and sort of I don't know what it was. Was it a mixture of there was pressure off because of playing a, a team that's going to be relegated at the bottom of the league? And I take into account we ain't won there away since was it nineteen ninety one? That's a long time at Sheffield United. So um, the thing I took from it, in particular in the first half performance, we Sheffield United kind of came out like probably for that first couple of minutes of the second half, but I had that like clinical, incisive and sick and slick play. But the problem is we have, we've not seen that too many times this season. I mean, some of the football was beautiful. Like the like judge said, the first goal, I mean, Lacazette, where was that finish on first, last Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I saw Both, that both finishes. Apparently, yeah. Apparently 13 of these goals this season, in the Premier League, 10 of them away from home. I don't know if there's something in that or, or, or whether it is or every, feels the pressure at home, but 
Um, I mean, Lacazette, for example, just touching in quickly, boys, um, I thought he was excellent yesterday. That is the way you want your your lead man the, the lead to lead the line when you're playing that system and that formation. He didn't just he didn't run in behind, he came short, he linked up play. Um, but we've not seen that enough of Lacazette in an Arsenal show, unfortunately. But yeah, um there's some great in like there was some great um intricate play and between Saka and the movement with Lacazette. And um, I was surprised to see that um, I don't think anybody would have seen Xhaka starting that game at left-back because I didn't see that coming. Mm. Um, but I think that in a way, that it, was, it was a good thing just in the sense that we didn't lose the attacking element from Saka as opposed to having him at left-back. But um, yeah, you know what? I just thought I, I didn't... I actually, before this, my prediction for the game, sort of looking into it, I actually went for Arsenal to win one nil because I couldn't see Sheffield United scoring just because they haven't really scored goals in the Premier League for the last two seasons. Yes, they had a good season last season, but they tailed off because they don't score enough goals. I didn't see them scoring yesterday. Um, I thought we'd nick it, but like we started on the front foot, which we don't start many times this season. I, I could pick, I could count on one hand this happened the amount of times this season, home, home and away. But um, yeah, good performance in there. So Bias had a good game again. Frustrating. We haven't seen it a lot this season. Mm. Part A has been patchy, the games I've, I've seen him play personally. People might disagree with that, but um, this is the problem supporting Arsenal. It's, you know, it's 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 a mixed bag, man. We, we, you know, we will come on podcasts, we'll try and be positive, but you know what it is for me, boys? It's difficult for me to like this team. And that's not easy for me to turn around and say that mm-hmm. because they give us what they give us week in, week out. And it's, 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 it's annoying, but... You know, I, I'll touch on quickly before I finish up. In terms of the injuries, what, you know, we know obviously T, um, Tierney's out, Louise is out, Erdogan, we're not sure. Um, ESR, Saka's obviously dead leg. Hopefully should be all right. But yeah, there's some, there's some injury concerns going into Thursday and it, it is a bit of a concern considering the the way the tie is set up that we have to go out and go and get, go and score first, basically. So um, mm. yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting... You know what it is? I think it actually... It's going to sound strange to say, but I almost feel like it's probably an easier team selection for Arteta to make based on the fact that who he knows who he hasn't got ready for Thursday, unless something drastically changes in the next few days. But I actually think he's probably got an easier time picking the side for Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Leo, come back to you, mate. Um, How big was the impact of Gabriel Martinelli, do you think, um, yesterday? I think it was significant um, because I felt that um, I felt that um, we needed to uh, we needed to, to to do something different, you know. Um, so it was good to have him in here in a topsy turvy season, like you know. So um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to do it, now, yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, but no, I, I'll quite. I, I don't know. I don't know about how you guys felt, but as soon as I see him on the team sheet, yeah. I was I was happy, you know. What I mean, mm. it didn't really bother me who else was in the team, who else weren't. I, I thought, you know, like Bellingham would, would after like the, the talk about his contract being signed and everything like that. I thought maybe he would be on the bench, but once I see Martinelli was in, I was pleased. I didn't really, and then it was all about let's see what he could do. And I, I thought he'd done really well. I thought that he, you yeah. know he lifted the performance of the team, and I don't mean by running at players and whatever. I've just felt every time he got the ball. He looked dangerous. He, he was lively. 
He shut down the goalkeeper. His work rate along the back four was really good. Didn't give him any piece of time on the ball. And I think that's something that that is what we 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 need to do, particularly against the. Uh, you know, like Prague on, on, on Thursday, you know, I mean, rush him into making mistakes, rush yeah. him into press him, you know, and um, I, I quite liked his performance and I felt that he pushed people like um, Pepe to do it as well, like, because I thought that that was probably one of his better games as well, like, you know, so, and I think that, I think the the, the, the team needed that. I felt that, um, if, if, if I'll be honest, it was the perfect time to play him, uh, but now, now it comes down to Thursday, you know, as, as, um, as Mikel got the bottle to play him again, like, you know what I mean? I will be very, very disappointed, disappointed today. Oh, sorry. On, um, on Thursday, if he's not playing and Willian's playing, like if, if it's Pepe or even a Bamiang, um, I'll still be disappointed, but not as disappointed if you know what I mean. But if, if he's playing Willian in place of Pep, uh, in place of Pepe, in place of Martin, I'll be very, very disappointed. Very, very disappointed because I, I can't see how we do that. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I hear a lot of it, and I, I, I can't see how. Your, the, I wouldn't put my ass on it, Craig. You know what I mean? No, nah, well, yeah, I get that, I get that, but I can't see if he's fit and raring to go, and after and after the way you performed yesterday. Right, his interview, by the way. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Yeah, very good, very good, yeah, and I like what you said at the end. As if to say, you know. You know, I mean, I was worried for when I saw when I saw when I saw him in the lineup. Then, like Lee said, I was happy, but I was also very worried because I was like, "Oh, if he has a bad game here now, the kid's going to get absolute pelters, and and everyone's going to, mm. you know, everyone's going, oh, I'll get him, get, sell him then because he's no good. Arteta was right; he's no good. That that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I think if. The, the biggest frustration for me is not, oh, I want to see Martinelli because Willian's bad. It was, I want to see Martinelli because what I see from him in an Arsenal shirt is great. And mm-hmm. I think Arteta must be able to see that as well. Don't put your house on Willian not starting on Thursday because he will be. It'll be Willian, it'll be Pepe, it'll be Aubameyang and it'll be Lacazette as that front four because all the other kids I don't think will be fit enough to start. So if they do are fit, <clears throat> excuse me, if they are fit, I think they'll probably be on the bench and take some some part in the game. But I expect that to be the front four on Thursday. I think Lacazette will go up top. I think Aubameyang will be one wing. I think Pepe will be the other and I think Willian will play in the number 10. Um and that worries me <laughs> because all of, those me. Perform- all of those players have been underperforming. So their kind of reward for that is to play in the biggest game of the season because that's what this will be on Thursday night. But when I saw Martinelli, like Lee says, it just lifts you straight away. Sometimes the team selections are deflating when you see the Willians and sometimes the Bellerins and, you know, sometimes the negatives of like Sabios and El Nini together. Everyone's like, oh, God, really? So that does lift you. And I think the kid did well. I think he deserves credit. And I think he deserves another start on Thursday. However, I don't expect it to happen, Craig. And that is a worry for me because, again, this manager is getting to the stage where it's you need consistent performances and you need to be rewarded by that. Now, if he gets into the stage where he's starting to come on consistently and show some form, he deserves to be getting into the team. And I only I can only go on who deserves to be playing. And I think Martinelli, after what we saw last night, Martinelli deserves to be in that first team. And Lacazette deserves to be up top. If Saka is fit enough, 
He deserves to be on the right-hand side. And if Erdegaard or Smith-Rowe is fit enough, they deserve to be in the number 10. That's the way I see it. If there's injuries, of course, you have to change the team up. And that's why I expect that front four to play on Thursday. And that doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence, if I'm honest with you, Craig, moving forward. Albert, uh, Martinelli, mate. Yeah, I just want to say, I, I hear what judges have said because I, I feel that was Saka. When I see his name on the team sheet, I, I, I'm happy, I feel excited. Um, I'm glad to see Martinelli get a start. And I think, for me, I've always kind of said that if the forwards were doing their job consistently this season, then I could understand why you could turn around and, and say, you know what, Martinelli, we, he has to buy this time before he gets into the team. Yeah. But none of the strikers have been doing that. So <clears throat> Arteta has to come out and say something because it doesn't make any sense. But I'm glad he got the minutes. He, I thought he played well yesterday as well. I thought he played very well. And I would like to see him start on Thursday. But like the boys say, I wouldn't put my house on whatever Arteta is going to do, even though I do think the selection probably, team selection probably has been made up, made his mind up for who might not be available. So yeah, Martinelli was really good yesterday. He was, he was. But like then, I want... What Graham said on Twitter, Lee, we'll come back to you, mate. Um, Graham said a great thing yesterday on Twitter, and he said that Mikhail Arteta has trusted his senior players too much, and now it's time to trust his youngsters. Um, yeah. And he put the trust in his youngsters yesterday, and they delivered to, uh, They delivered for him. Um, and they have and obviously got him out of jail. I mean, they delivered for him against Chelsea as well when he changed it up, um, and the youngsters played against Chelsea, and they went on to win the game quite convincingly. So... Is it important that Arteta gets the balance right now between the seniors and the and, and the youth players? Well, I call them youth players. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not youth players, yeah, the, young, uh, the young players. Look, listen, not every uh, inexperienced player has let him down this season, if I'll be honest. I think Grant Xhaka has had a good, solid season this year. And and also, David Luiz, I think, has done okay this season. Like, you know, But certainly, like you know, uh, as Albert alluded to there, I think the forwards in particular have let him down this season. Abamyang definitely, yeah. um, Willian definitely, um, Lacazette to a certain degree. You know, what I mean, let's but let's be honest. You know, the way he finished that goal uh, yesterday, what well, I, I, I uh, swap that over for Thursday night. I can tell you that now, like you know. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, I, I think it's mainly in the forward area that we've we've been lacking. Or been let down, and that's that is why I think there's a frustration to bring in someone like Martinelli. You know, let's be honest. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, you know, Martinelli is not safe to be in this team because if all the guards fit, here coming to the number 10 row, and if uh, um, Smith Rowe is fit, then you know, like he'll probably go into that left hand sided role, you know. So, um, it, it really depends on team selection, but what we what we have and what we need is all of those players available. I want to see all the guard available, whether it's on the bench 20, 30 minutes from the end or with Smith Rowe as well, that we have to chuck them on, then we need to get those players available and, and on the bench, even if they can't. I'm not, don't care about um, Sunday's game against um, Fulham. Not not bothered about it. Like, you know what I mean? It is all, it is all down to, to Thursday night. So even if these guys are half fit, they've got to be on the bench. If they can do 10, 15 minutes, if we need them, get them, get them there and get them on. Um, and I, I think that uh, it, it is a time to, 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 to bring in a few of the youngsters. And I think that for me, that's why Martinelli plays. Smith Rowe, I, I think if he's fit, he's a shoe, shoe horn in now. Definitely has to play, you know, he's shoeing, shoehorn, shoeing. Um, <laughs> he's a definite player like to come into the team. And, and, I, and I also feel that 
I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about um, Saka. I am a little bit worried about him. Now, now not as in his, in his form, uh, playing away. I, I think that since he had that rest against Leeds, he's never been, he's not been the same. He's not come back the same. Whether, whether the rest has not done him good, I don't know. Sometimes you need to, um, uh, to probably have a little bit more of a rest and whatever, like, you know. And I think that, you know, he's, he's had a nice little rest. You know, like Dan just said there, he's shattered. Well, he's had a nice little rest, um, over the international break and all that, like, you know. So I'm just worried if the season's just maybe just catching up in the long term. And that, uh, you know, so he, he needs maybe more than a rest. But you know what? Get out there and do it for this game and then let, let him have a rest for it for, to, to the next game, to the next, to the semi final if we get there. You know, our season's over if we don't win on, uh, if we don't go through, should I say, on, on, um, on Thursday. It's over. So, you know, this is, a, this is a massive game, like, you know, and I would actually be saying, right, Saka, you're, un, you know, we're wrapping you up in cotton wool for this game and then, and then the semi-final, you know, and hopefully the final, like, forget about the league games, you ain't playing in them no more. Albert, you, you want to come in? You're not at school, Albert, you don't have to put your hand up. Yeah. No, no, sorry, mate. No, I was going to say, I'll add, what, add on to what you said about Saka in terms of, because if you remember last season when, um, he was sort of taken out of the team towards the back end of last season. Um, maybe that was to do with the fact he played a lot of games and sort of just making sure he's not overburnt out. But then this season, he's obviously played a lot of games this season. He's been, he's been mm. we've been overly reliant on him. So now the judge makes a good point. Maybe you know, I mean, he's not played bad soccer, but there has been there's times there's been a drop off. But that's understandable. He's still he's still a young kid, only nineteen, so that's going to happen. But um, yeah, it needs to be clinical if he's finishing. But you know, hopefully. Just give him the rest that he needs, but that's up to Arteta to um, make that make that call, shall I say? Absolutely, Dan. Does this worry you? All this one comes in from uh, LDN Trident. Um, thinks that Martinelli might be a bit injury prone. I'm not so sure about that one. I'm really not because the only injury that he has had that has been long term has been the one that has kept him out this time. He had the whole season last season. He had a, I think it was a bit of a knock. Um, and then it came off, didn't he, in the warm-up one time against yeah. Newcastle. But it wasn't like we didn't see him again for like six months. You know, he's not, at the moment, in my opinion, an injury-prone player. Anybody can be injury-prone. You know, the kid's young enough to be injury-prone, of course. But we can't keep this, you know, uh, if we bring Martinelli on, he might get injured if you're trying to get him into yeah. the team. You're trying mm. to rest players. You're trying to rest players. It's different. So, like, for example, I don't know why we played Kieran Tierney against Liverpool because it was a pointless game and now he's out for the rest of the season. I don't know why we played Saka yesterday because it was a pointless game and we could have won the game without him and now he could be out for, t- for Thursday night. So that's a different thing. When you're trying to get Martinelli game time, which he clearly needs, you need to give him game time and none of this, he's young, we need to wrap him up in cotton wool. I didn't see Cesc Fabregas and Robin Van Persie being told they were young and they need to be wrapped up in cotton wool. They were good enough, so they got in the team. And so should Martinelli, because he is good enough. This kid looks something special and mm. potentially could be as big as he wants to be. I'm not going to compare him to the Neymars and Ronaldinho's and people like that. But what I will say is that he's got a hell of a lot of potential, more potential than somebody like Willian. So I want to be seeing... Martinelli on Thursday nights in the big games, not Willian. And I think the only way to do that is to get him into the team. So I'm not so sure that he, we can call him injury prone yet just because he's had a, a, an injury in his first or his second, this will be, won't it, second season. I'm not so sure about that one, Craig. I think that we could look at that and say that, you know, he has been um, available for quite a long time now. 
my quirk was that I didn't really understand why the manager wasn't picking him. And I could only put it down to him not seeing his talent yet. Now, I hope that's changed and that he's done enough in training and also on the pitch to prove that he is good enough for this team because I think it's clear to see. Um, and it's a position that I really like to see in the league. Um, the likes of Aziz coming through, Balogun giving a chance, Martinelli, because, not because they're, you know, they, I bring up Fabregas and Van Persie for two reasons. One, one of that reason, but the other reason I bring them up is because they were getting in the team ahead of much better players <laughs> than we've yeah. got now. Yeah. Um, and we didn't need to send them out on loan two years, did we? Fabregas and Van Persie. So why do we need to do it with with the Balogans and, and other players of our, of our, this year? Let's get them in and see what they're like first before we start to say they're injury prone and all this. Let's let's give them a go in some of these league games. We've got Fulham and West Brom coming up. Let's see if Aziz is better than Granite Chaka and let's see if Balogun's better than Eddie Nketiah. And if they're not, then at least he knows and he's tried it. And the fans can say, do you know what? The manager at least is giving these guys a go. Because yeah. if the one, the one yeah. thing positive about Mikel Arteta, and I know I'm not a huge fan, but he has managed to get the players that are younger in this team playing together. And they seem to have more of a telepathy than William Pepe and Lacazette do together. So let's see what Aziz and Balogun can do in the mix with it as well. It'll be interesting to see for me, Craig, moving forward. Mm. Absolutely. Albert, would you agree that then perhaps... No, like Lee said, like Dan said, like I think like every Arsenal fan feels that the oh, well, don't feel they know that the league is over. So if we do go through on Thursday night, is that then a chance to say, right, I'm gonna play Balogun, I'm gonna play Aziz, I'm gonna play the you know the young fellas in the league, and I'm gonna have a look at what I've got against Fulham against West Brom. Why not chuck them in and see what we've got? Keep the, you know, keep the Lacazettes, the Sackers, the Smith Rose, you know, for the Europa League, and 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 you know, throw all those eggs into that basket. Would you be happy if Arteta did something like that? I wouldn't be against it, and I think if you're going to try and do that, I think you're at the right stage of the season to do it, man. Because mm. you know, look where we are in the league. So, you know, you yes, you want the guys to show pride and profession and go and get W's but let's be honest we're in the, we're in the we've been in the latter stages of the Europa League which is very very important for our club's immediate future so why would you not take that approach like but it's difficult with, to know with Arteta if he's kind of what he's thinking and what he's feeling but for me, I would. would be sorry surprised. to sorry to cut across you, but is yeah. it in the back of his mind then? I know, I know Lee's going to do this thing falling off his chair, but is it in the back of his mind then that he could still finish seventh? He could still get up there. Um, I'm just I thinking think like the manager. If I'm sitting in the office, yeah. I'm looking at the league table and I'm looking at the games that are left, and I'm thinking, do you know what? If we could, we could get a little run on. They could finish. You know, they could get up to seventh or sixth. You know, it's, it's not impossible. It's it's not impossible, Craig. But the, the problem you've got is, I mean, I'm 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 only I'm only forming it like obviously my opinion. But does he does he does he truly trust these crop of players that he's got? Mm. I don't think he does. That's exactly and, it. Yeah. And and that's the biggest issue. Yes. So as guys touched on earlier about you know him showing faith in the experienced guys um, and kind of the youngsters kind of falling into his lap with a couple with a couple of them, but. You know, I, I just don't think personally, um, he's obviously not going to come out and say it, Mikel Arteta, but I don't think he probably trusts some of his squad as far as he could throw him, to be honest, to get top mm-hmm. six, top seven. So that's the issue. But I do hope he is thinking along them lines, Craig and boys, that, you know what, we've got, what, six, seven games of Premier League left. Um, if we're through to semi-final Europa League, you know, you know, it's, it's to me, it's logical that you would 
tail off and not put your stronger sides in and give the other guys some minutes because you need to see them play. Because if you're unsure about some of the guys you've got coming through or you've not been given them game time during the season, how are you going to know if they're going to be good enough to cut the mustard if you're not playing them? So you've got the time from now to the end of the season to give them minutes mm. and then pick the best 11 that you feel is the best 11 to go and win the Europa League. Yeah. Makes complete sense to me. Um, Lee, obviously this question was going to come up. It was a question that I was obviously going to ask. We have the we have this problem now that's, you know, rumour mill, this, that and the other. Uh, is Aubameyang the new Ozil? Great show, lads. Hashtag Rocky Judges. Right. Thank you very much, Bill, uh, for your kind donation, mate. As always, um, thank you thank very you, much for thank the support. Yeah, look. I don't think he is. I just think that, you know, he's having a bad time of it at the moment for whatever reason. I've said it before. You know, um, I, I, I felt we come on, on um, in the game on sa- uh, Sunday and played very, very well, not Sunday, on Thursday, come on and played really well. I thought we created the chance for uh, uh, f- uh, for Pepe to score. I thought we come on, he looked sharp, he looked hungry, and that's the sort of Aubameyang that you want to see. I think that with Aubameyang, I think that the problem with his lack of form and lack of uh, goal-scoring threat this season, because of whatever reason, it, I, I think our set is in a little bit of a conundrum where to play him, whether to play him on the yeah. left, whether to play... Down the centre, he's had a few games at the centre and he's been left out, whatever. The the ultimate thing is that when he's not played in our last two, the last two games that he's not played was against Spurs and yesterday, we played really well. So that that's the problem, you know, when, when if, if you're going to come in, he's got to perform. Now, it, you know, it'd be very, very harsh, but ruthless. If um, he brings him back and leaves out um, Lacazette on uh, on Thursday, that, that, that's that's ruthless, you know. But we'll have to wait and see. Listen, I, I think let's not go too much on this Aubameyang Ozil thing at the moment. Like you know, I think that at this moment in time, if Aubameyang's on the bench, you know, that's what what a player to have to come on and, and maybe mm. nick it with twenty minutes to go when it's tired. So I don't think it's a a bad thing at the moment. The, the, the fact of the matter is, and this, this is what it comes down to, I think, I don't know why we're comparing it with Ozil and whatever, Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang are chasing that, that, that spot. And on Saturday, I'm sorry, on Sunday, Lacazette threw his hat firmly in the ring that he's going to be playing on Thursday. And, that, and that's all he can do. And what, what, what that needs to do now is to inspire Aubameyang as well. Think, right, hold on a minute. I've got to perform. Otherwise, I'm not going to get in the side. And 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 try and somehow spur each other on to, to perform better. Um, and that, I think, instead of trying to shoehorn him into, got it right this time, uh, shoehorning him into the, to the left-hand side, which we don't really want, you know? So... This 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 hope that he, he can be. Listen, I'm, uh, people are saying you know about Aubameyang, about his attitude and all that. Like you know, since he's been at the club, he's been for, he's been different class. It's just he's had a, having a bad season this season, yeah. and, and 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 it can happen. Now, also, yeah, it can happen. You get into your thirties and your legs go a little bit like, and uh, and there's no there's no. Um, time gap on that. It can happen at a 31-year-old. It can happen at, at 33, 34. You know, Ian Wright, for instance, was as sharp as a, a razor at 31 as he was 34. So, you know, 
it just depends. I have to say, it does look like he's lost a little bit of his sharpness. But I also, and I'll, I'll go back to the to the field. I think he's a player that that gets adrenaline from the fans as well, and that ain't been about. And I think that that's that's another. I think that's a key factor. I really do. Mm. Dan, echoing what Lee said, I mean, surely mm. Arteta is not is not putting him by the wayside. Obviously, Mikhail Arteta can see that he is, at, you know, he is quality, and perhaps he has lost a bit a bit of sharpness, but. I agree with Lee. I thought when he came on against Prague, um, you know, he injected a lot of he injected a lot of pace into the team when he came on, and I've, he changed the game for us. I thought, um, but then to then to hear he's got the thing that the thing that I, that makes me the thing that makes me a bit thing about it is that he got the flu, right? And I'll tell you why that makes me feel a bit why I disbelieve it a bit is because if he's got the flu, right? That's symptoms of COVID, right? So that means that if he's if he's had COVID, then surely the rest of the team would have to isolate or be tested or or, or something would have to be happening. So that's the only reason why I'm a bit the flu, really. Well, the flu yeah, still no, you're right. Yeah, I know the flu still exists, Lee, but it's a symptom, isn't it? If you go into work with the flu, your boss is going to say, "Hey." Probably you're, you're, yeah, yeah, I know, but have they all been tested then? Have they all got negative they, results? They all from, get tested every three days, don't they? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, have the have the tests been done from between Thursday and Sunday? Well, I imagine if he if he's if he's got flu symptoms, they would the first thing they would do, like you know what I mean, is uh, give him some lemsip. Second thing is test him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Like you know, and and, that, and 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 see how it goes from there. Like you know, I thought, I'd imagine they'd do that. You know, and listen, people are still getting COVID, by the way. You know what I mean? So if it is the case, then then it is. But listen, when players have got COVID, they're not kept it quiet, have they? So no. um, mm. I just feel like you know, listen, I had a terrible cold over the uh, over the weekend, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like you know, and I did. I, I, I thought and I started coughing, so I did have a COVID test. But you know, it was it was negative. So like you know, um, and that's hence that I, I put in a midfield general's performance yesterday. Like after being part, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just get like, that one right? in there. Just get I that in the problem, there. I think the problem is, by the way, Balogun's uh, scored again tonight. By the way, for the under that's a game, um, isn't it? <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, yeah, so get give Balogun a go. Bloody hell, he keeps scoring, yeah, and he scored again tonight. Time. Anyway, uh, Granite Chacker was ill, by the way. Uh, I think someone said it in the chat. Uh, he had flu, so yeah, that's true. Yeah. True, yeah, very true. Pass, but I just pass it on to Aubameyang. The problem is, Craig, and you're right because Rumors. as Arsenal fans, we've seen the same old thing over and over and over again. So what we look at is, oh, hang on a minute, Aubameyang's sick. Is he doing a Mesut Ozil? Aubameyang's on a 350k a week contract. Is he doing a Mesut Ozil? And somebody asked me yesterday, has Mikel Arteta managed to get rid of one Mesut Ozil and create another? I disagree with that because I don't think we can say that he's like Mesut Ozil yet. There are some signs to say that he has some attitude problems, but that's not been different for the last two years. He's been like that since Dortmund, Aubameyang. Mm. He's a real good guy. He wants to be loved. And when things don't go his way, I feel believe, from what I'm told, he has some attitude problems. And Mikel Arteta did the right thing in dropping him against uh, Spurs for being late. And I believe and stand by the fact that Mikel Arteta did the right thing by dropping him against Slavia Prague. Now, he did come on. And he did do well. So let's hope that that is enough to say, I need to be back in this team. That's what I want to see, the attitude and the fight. 
What I don't want to see is I've been late for training. The boss has dropped me, so I'm going to just turn up against West Ham and Liverpool, trot around, and I'll get subbed, and I'll tell everyone I've got the ump. Because that's what it looked like. So I'm hoping now, coming on against Slavia Prague, has, has proved to everybody, yes, look, you can change the game. I just don't see the pair of them starting together. Uh, as in Lacazette and Aubameyang, and it working. Um, because I still feel we're going to see that, by the way, like I said earlier, but I don't think that it works, and I don't change my mind on that. I think the difference between Aubameyang and Ozil as well is I don't feel personally like there has been enough um, uh, kind of performances over two or three seasons that yeah. we can start to get frustrated like we have with Mesut Ozil. Mm, because Mesut Ozil point, was yeah. doing this over yeah. three or four seasons. Yeah, Aubameyang's been doing it for point. three or four months. Mm. So yeah. we can't sit there and say that we've now got another Mesut Ozil. We're being very quick there. I feel like, although there's not enough credit in the bank for Aubameyang to continue with these performances, he has been our most consistent player for the last two and a half seasons. And I did say at the end of last season, in the Premier League, we would be 16th without Aubameyang and everybody laughed at me and said, somebody else will get the goals. Well, no one else has this season. And we were looking like we were going to be 15th or 16th until he decided to change things up and give the youngsters a go. So I believe he is still an important player. If we would have had Aubameyang's goals this season, we'd be nowhere near as bad and we would still be able to be looking potentially at Europe uh, through the league. But he hasn't turned up this season. There's been a lot of other things. I agree with Lee. I think the, the, mm. the, the player thing is definitely something that would affect a player like Aubameyang. He was uh, one who, who put it up for the crowd. Having said that, he did score five goals in three games at Wembley without nobody there. But um, he's still a player that I think does That's need the crowd point. there. Mm. Um, but... The last thing I'll say on it as well with Aubameyang is I still feel like there is enough in, of quality in there. And you can see it the other night against Gabo, uh, Gabon, if he, if you, anybody saw his goals there, I to did, say yeah. that he hasn't lost his pace. He still can finish. And if you get him in the team where which works around him, he will score you goals because he's a goal machine. So I don't think we should be giving up on him just yet, in my opinion. Mm. I like Aubameyang and I still stand by it, that he should be given uh, kept this summer and given next season. That's what I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, mate. Albert, I mean, what we saw yesterday, you know, if it is to carry on, the lovely intricate passing around the box, you know, the through balls, the running from Martinelli and Saka into the box, creating the space, that's a heaven for a Bamiyang, surely. Yeah, but, but you know what it is, Craig? The thing is, I, I see a couple of people saying in the chat that, you know, a Bamiyang and Lacazette did work under Emery. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, there was a couple, I mean, one game I can think of top of my head where they worked in tandem was the second leg against Valencia in the semi-final. But there, to me, there wasn't many games they worked well as, as a partnership. When I think of great partnerships on the pitch, I'm thinking of, of Dwight York and Andy Cole or Shearer and Sutton, but mm. I don't think it works them in the team. I think you play one or the other. But the problem is, because Arteta's feeling the heat, um, it's a results business, you go against the grain and you pick both of them. Because what have you got to lose? But I don't think it works with um, both of them in the side. Um, I I think it'd be Gaffer's right. I think it'd be incredibly harsh on Lacazette if he doesn't start Thursday uh, after that performance. You, yeah, you can talk about the quality in terms of Sheffield United, but he he, he gives us more Lacazette in terms of his all-round game. But then obviously it's the finishing ability of Bamiyang that I think probably sways it. But then Mikel Arteta thinks he's got to pick both. But it's a game um, for Lacazette first, isn't it? We need Lacazette up there chasing everything, you know, chasing everything, pressing everything, and he'll give you that. But yeah, he, but he would. The thing is, I think with Arteta, I think he will shoehorn 
both of them into the side. He just, he just will because mm. partly I think it's probably desperation and two, we we're we're in a must win situation like it yeah. is, but it's it's a lot it's a you know life or death game. So it's that important that he will play both of them on Thursday. I'll be shocked. You if he think Albert? Just coming in, sorry, Albert. Do you think Can't this be. is a bit? This is a strange one. I'm, I, I was put this question yesterday, and I didn't want to uh, answer it because everyone was so oh, you hate Arteta and you want him out, so I didn't answer it. But has Arteta got Aubameyang to sign a 350k a week contract for three years and decided to play a system he doesn't fit into? That's a question I was given yesterday, and I thought it was a fair one because <laughs> it's looking at the moment like he doesn't fit into Arteta's plans because when Lacazette and the three youngsters around him play, we seem to win. When Aubameyang plays, we've won 36% of our games. Without yeah, him, we've won 63 or just over 63% of our games without Aubameyang. Have they got a point? I think he fits his system. I just think like I just think I agree with Lee and in what he says that it's just been a shit year for him. He's yeah. had a lot of personal problems. Mm. his mum was sick that's got to be playing on his mind there's no Lee is exactly right about what he says about being no with no fans in in the ground he's a player that thrives on on being loved and and having his name sung and the adrenaline of hearing us cheer when he scores and you know that kind of thing I wouldn't. I, I like I said. I'm with you, Dan. I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I think he's still he, he's still got a lot to give to us uh, as a club, and and he's still got a lot to give to the team. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I just think he, I just think he needs to play. I I think he needs to play down the middle. I, I, he, I, he's just I don't like him on the left wing, and I think that with next season with the likes of Saka, Martinelli, Smith Rowe, Pepe at full pelt, mm. you know. Odegaard hopefully in there behind him. I think he will flourish more next season with those players on the pitch with him. Um, I think we'll see the best of him again um, next season. So I, I'm not giving up on him just yet. Sorry to cut across you, Albert. You you may no, answer. No, no, I'm going <laughs> to... That's all right. Now, you know what I was going to say in regards to Babiag? Um I think going forward, um, and this is going to come down to obviously the recruitment in the, in the summer or, or, who, or who's going to go, shall I say, sorry. Um, I've said it before and, I, and, I'll, and I'll say it again, like I've been consistent with it, with Lacazette. For the, I would have sold him already, I think, for what we paid from him, what we've got in terms of an output. I don't necessarily think it's worked at Arsenal. So if you're going to have a Bamiyang up top, which you would, if you want to have a choice out of the two, then there's no room for Lacazette. So... I hear what Dan's saying in terms of like, I hear about the percentage thing of the games won with, with and without, but I think if you ask most Arsenal fans, you know, although Aubameyang's been off it this season for various different reasons, by the way, he would still be your go-to man and he would be yeah. your main guy up top. So that would result in Lacazette being moved on. And it Lee, should happen. You, oh, sorry, Albert, sorry. Yeah, and it should happen. Sorry, mate. Yeah, well, just going back to what Dan was saying there about, um, you know, he, he signed a Bamiang and then what is his style at the moment? Because for me, you know, the one player that ticks all the books is for him and the way, you know, the pressing game, the hustling and all that would be Martin Elliott. He's hardly got a game. Yeah. And then he's gone and signed um, uh, Willian, you know what I mean, that, that would be um, suited to my Vets football team with the pace that he goes at, you know what I mean? So... Um, <laughs> 
Like, Hang um, on, I thought you were. I thought you were a quick team. You, you were sending me judges. Yeah. Well, well yeah. we are. <laughs> We are, but I think William would might he might he he, he might he might, yeah, yeah. might get off. Might William, William can walk fast then. <laughs> now, what I'm saying <laughs> is, you know, what I mean, what I'm saying is that William's not your uh, oppressor, is he? Like, you know, what I mean, sort of a player, you know, ball retention and things like that. But he's not one of those dynamic players that I thought that um, that Arteta would would be looking at. Um, because when you look at it last season, I thought uh, Pepe was doing okay, but but everybody's sort of saying about. You know, like when he played in the semi-final cup final, they're all saying, ah, but, but Pepe ain't really Arteta's man because he's not pressing and everything. So he goes to signs Willian, you know. Um, so I find that very, very strange just to, from that point of view. And I, I just think that, it, listen, I, you know, the reason that Aubameyang has got this poor percentage at the moment is because he ain't playing well. I think it's just as simple as that. I don't yeah. think it's rocket science. He's just not playing well. If he was playing well, Yes, his percentage would be up because it was last season. I think there were games last season, uh, when I'm being honest, and I, I, I've had a good look at Aubameyang, you know, and I thought, God, his touch ain't the greatest. He ain't the greatest hold-up player. Well, I've been saying all this for two or three seasons. But when the ball comes across, bang, it's in the back. Oh, well, I can forgive him for that. I can let him off for this. I can let him off for that. You know, and, and that's what he what he is. He's a goal scorer. Ultimately, that's what he does. Now, he not only... I think this season he's. I don't think lots lot probably changed too much. It's just that he's missed more chances this season than what he has done in the last last season or so, and he's just not not at the standard that he was at this moment in time. That doesn't mean to say he's not going to be. I think you know everybody's looking a little bit into it a little bit, like you know, this another Ozil. Is it really? Do we want to really go down that route again with somebody? You know, like. Um, you know, why can't he be some, like, you know, somebody else? You know, like, why can't he be a Bamiang? You know what I mean? Like, and I think that with Meza Ozil, Meza Ozil was a great plan for us, but he never really hit the heights that everybody expected this for him to do. Let's be honest about it. A Bamiang has, by the way. A Bamiang certainly has. He's, he's hit great heights. So, in a poor side I, as well. In, in, in a poor side, so yeah. And, and yeah. you know, Everybody last, uh, you know, Abba carried us last season. So can't we carry him a little bit this season? You know, that's how I see it. I, you know, um, and and Albert's definitely right. You know, I mean, on a one-on-one situation in Prague with the last couple of minutes, I know who I want that ball falling to. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to get into some questions. There's a few questions in here coming. Thank you, Alexander, for your... Uh... Kind donation, mate. Get Henri in for a month to help Saka with his finishing, uh, amongst others. And he turns him into a world-class player. Saka's, Saka's, fish, Saka's fishing? Yeah. Finishing. Saka's finishing isn't up, isn't quite up to par. Put your glasses on. Yeah, I think I should. <laughs> what, you, what you got to say on that, Dan? He's I finishing like that. his... I like that idea. Yeah, I do. I do too. Yeah, I, good mind that. I don't want any ex player, more ex-players coming to Arsenal. <laughs> I don't want it. You, know, it doesn't you don't want Thierry Henry coming back? I'd like to see no, Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkett, Ian Wright, someone oh, like that. Oh, bloody Just hell. So would I. Yeah, I, I like the idea of that. Same here. I, I, I don't want, I don't want any ex players coming back. I just want to see a, 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 us moving forward away from, away from that. It hasn't worked out for me. Um, so I'd say no. However, I do think Saka needs to finish here uh, his dinner more because yeah. I believe yeah. his end product is really quite worrying. And I know that he's nineteen, and I know that he will improve as a footballer. But sometimes when you've you've either got it or you haven't, and I would say Saka hasn't got it. 
in terms of finishing. I'd say he's fantastic creativity. I'd say he's got fantastic ability. His work rate, his passion, his desire and his tenacity. And mentally, I think we've got a great player. But he needs to work on his end product great. Yeah. So I like oh, the does. idea of coaching I like the idea of coaching him in, in, in his finishing. Um I just don't want to really see any any of the ex players come back. I, that's just me. A lot of people would love to see everyone come back. Um but just because they were great players don't make them great coaches. We see Henri already um not make it free clubs now. So nah. Oh yeah but that's, 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 that's managed. That's, that's, yeah well I get what you're saying but that's managing mate. Surely Omri can coach a player on how to fucking put a ball in the back. Well, I'd net. like to think so, man. You know? I'd like to yeah. think so. I'd like to think so. But I don't know. I, I would I would work on Saka's finishing one hundred percent though. Absolutely. That was the question. Yeah. So yeah. Let's uh let's give let's give him some give him some time because he's got everything else. We just needs to Yeah, look, exactly, exactly. Mm. Uh, Saka, yeah. He, he, that's his only letdown at the moment for me, is his mm. finishing. We we've saw it, you know, we saw it for last Thursday, you know, he's clear through on goal. Oh. Exactly. You know, I think what Lee you just know, said, like, uh, Leo against Rambo, Burnley, uh, yeah, Burnley away. He's four yards out, and he puts there it you wide. Go. Yeah. Do you know? And like both both the lads said, when you go through one on one, everyone was going about Lacazette. You want a Bamiyang? I wouldn't yeah, want yeah. Saka. And I think I would if my mind Saka, serves so. my mind serves me correctly, he missed a sitter for England as well. He was six yards out, and he put one wide. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can remember. I, I'm pretty sure it was him. Now, he's we'll playing on... against Man City, definitely as well. So he did, he did. We'll finish on this one. Um, this one, <laughs> this one comes in from Lee, Craig, and your panel. Can you talk about how embarrassing Sun was yesterday? Yes, we can. Um, at Tottenham. Now, I had a little Twitter argument with my good friend um, yesterday on Twitter. We like to have our arguments. But we're, we're, we're good mates after it all. Now, if you watch that very, very slowly, you can actually see that Scott McTominay goes to hand off Son's hand. And if you watch it slowly, Scott McTominay's hand comes up off of Son's top and the momentum of him pushing his hand, it flicks up off of Son's shirt and the momentum of him flick, it flicks up, it flicks him up into his face. There was no intention there to hit Sun in the face whatsoever. It wasn't a foul. It wasn't a booking. That's fine. But the reaction to it, you would swear the fella had been shot in the face from one of the top of the stands. It's embarrassing. This thing in football, I don't condone, I don't care if it's an Arsenal player, if it's an Arsenal player, I used to say the same thing. Lee, this thing in football of diving around... Trying to get, he knew what he he knew what he was doing. As soon as that ball went in the back of the net, those Spurs players knew what they were doing. Of course, I did. Do you know, Sun's on the floor, so you're going to have to have a look at that. You're going to have to have a look at that. If ours, if 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 far is not here, it's a goal. Do you know what's more embarrassing about it from VAR's point of view? There was a worse one than that from Pogba on um, the right back, and and nothing was done about it. And that that was a that was a foul, you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying a sending off, but that was was a a, a little bit tougher and all that. Like what what's more annoying about it is right. He's you know as I put on Twitter yesterday, like he was knocked out for three minutes by a flying finger. Like you know what I mean? Like how, how protocol say you got to have for like a, a week off. So how comes he was allowed to stay on the pitch? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's embarrassing. I'll tell you something now. When I played football, right. I know it's a long time ago, but even even when you're playing football, if someone hurts you 
or you know what I mean don't don't show them don't show them that you, they've hurt you like you know what I mean your personal pride that lets it you know what I mean lets it don't let it happen like you know what I mean and, and listen I just think like football when that was given um, as a foul I just think to myself football's ruined and I don't care what anybody says you can have a go at me and whatever the, the Leeds game versus Man City the Leeds fella wins the ball and his momentum takes him into the tackle. You know what I mean? Like, so what you, what, even if you win the ball now, you get it's a foul. It's ridiculous. It, you know, listen, yeah. in, in my day, if you won the ball and, and, and bashed the player, a bloody trophy was given to you. Like, well done, yeah. son. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, fantastic <laughs> tackle. Nowadays, it's a sending off. It's yeah. ridiculous. Football, look, contact sports. It's yeah. football, you know what I mean? It's contact sports. So I mean, you just... are going to get contact somewhere along the line. And a fingernail, and I'll tell you what's really annoyed me. I'll tell you, I thought I'm going to get home and watch it on Match of the Day, right? They pillared those, I ain't going to swear, those horrible people on Match of the Day pillared uh, Lacazette for screaming out on a thing like that. I mean, mocked him like that. And then, no, they didn't even condemn the man yesterday, like, you know what mm. I mean? Is that because he's a little smiler and ch- smiles around all the time and all that, like, you know? No, no time. Around. Anyway, justice, justice prevailed. Cheat FC got, got stuffed in the end, like, and I love it. You know what I mean? Love it. Absolutely. And I'll tell you another thing, like, people have a go at me when I cheered when Song got injured. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I suppose, <laughs> like, you know, that's why. That's why. That's why I do, because he's a nasty little piece of work. Happens to wear a chicken on his shirt as well, like that don't help. Nigel, do me a favour. Uh, I'm going to have to. I, I, I have to make. Um, uh, I'm going to make a point on this one because I think this, this. Some of this stuff drives me mad. Nigel, if you're still there, mate, can you take out Ali I of the chat and ban him? Um, a female has made a comment, and he has made a derogatory comment back, um, a sexist comment back. So ban him, please, mate. Um, just because she's a woman does means nothing. That's her opinion. And if she wants to come in here and talk about football, she's very welcome to come in here and talk about football. Nigel, ban him um, so we never see him again. Dan, um, it's happened again tonight. Uh, West Brom um, have, have had a goal disallowed. Oh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter now because they've gone on and won the game. But West Brom, did you see it? Did you did you see the decision to disallow the goal? Absolutely yeah, unbelievable. I didn't see it. I wait till this you is see it. Like, it's just it's unreal. This is this is getting silly. And I spoke to a Man United fan yesterday, actually, that I'm quite close to, and um, he just said, "I hate this season." And I said, "You hate this season?" I said, "We've had an absolutely dreadful, dreadful season." Um, and uh, he goes, "He goes, I should love it." He says, well, "I don't like Tottenham, and they're out, and it's funny. I don't like Liverpool, and they're having a nightmare." He said, "Obviously, Man City is not great." He said, "I'm laughing at you boys because you're embarrassing, and it's funny that you all still want your manager in." He said, "But I hate this season because of what I'm seeing on the pitch with these officials." And I said, "Yeah, I can't blame you. I can't not blame you." I looked at that yesterday, and um, I thought, "What's he doing?" I thought, "Get up! The referee will go and have a look at this and just laugh, and it will just be a goal, and he'll play on." And when he got that decision, I thought, oh, is this is this for real now? It doesn't have to be uh, intentional for it to be a foul. I'm with that, but that's not a yeah. bloody foul, is it? it? Ain't a foul I mean, in any on. way, it's, shape, it, or form. How is it's, that a bloody foul? I, I do not understand at yeah. all. 
Great comments in here, by the way, about Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who was by far man of the match tonight, apparently. Absolutely superb for West Brom. Uh, talking about the West Brom game. Haven't seen the goal you're talking about. I will watch it because I was busy mm. earlier. But this officiating is... Talk about it tomorrow. Can you score? Yeah, we will. <laughs> Talk about it tomorrow on the Total Screamers podcast. Don't forget, tomorrow at 7 o'clock, the Total Screamers football show returns uh, with me, Dan, Simo and Jake. Uh, Wednesday night, we're on a bit of a rest. Thursday night, four men and a mic. Friday night, team talk, Dan? Yes, mate. Yep, team talk Friday. Look at this. You're putting out content, aren't we now? Brilliant. I'll tell you what, mate. Top notch. Do you know, I've had a lot of comments on that as well that we're putting out. We're putting out more content. Um, Far is very topsy-turvy, Adam. It is very (laughs) (laughs) topsy-turvy. Very good, sir. Very good. I like that. I like that. Um, John says Craig is 8pm regular time on Mondays yes 8pm we're going to go for 8pm through the summer because judges um, has gone back playing football so that's why we've gone to 8 because Lee's going Lee plays football till 7 so we give Lee an hour to get home and have his shower and his dinner and all that before he comes on do his hair and he likes to look his best when he comes on here bless him (laughs) so uh can I just ask you one question? How comes you wear a beanie hat on AFTV, but not on here? Because I'm at home. What's that got to do with anything? Well, <laughs> he's warm in his ass. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's is it? All oh, right, okay. Cold in that studio. Is it? All right. Okay, I was just wondering. I just, just wondering. <laughs> I'll get it when you're outside the Emirates, when you've got Can't your resist them Cadbury's cream eggs. <laughs> 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 thank you very much to everyone who's been watching live uh, really really appreciate it thanks to everyone um who who donated to us much appreciated again um thank you very much if you became a member um uh, my thanks to mr potts thank you very much mate for your time thank you always been a pleasure and i will see you tomorrow craig absolutely looking forward to it albert <clears throat> where can people find you on the youtube and where can people find you on the twitter bird Cheers, mate. Good to be re- reunited with the with the Guna family. Um, yeah, Albert JTV, very easy to find. Um, Twitter handle at AUMO57. Come and subscribe, people. Uh, absolutely. Go and subscribe to Albert's very, very good YouTube channel. Uh, uh, comment in there from Adlad saying, where's Graham? Graham is at work this evening. Um, that's why he's not here. Judges, the laurel to my hardy, the ant to my deck, the... My baby uh, to my head. Yeah, the the cream to my egg. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, can you answer Thank that you. question in the chat? Martin the Gooner. I'm What's sure that? Lee wears socks with his flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, where are you, son? Where Poor are you? old Lee getting an awful doing, isn't he? Perhaps you might think... <laughs> I'll you might think you, you might think twice now about putting silly so videos up and saying is that you dancing? Just my sponsor, you know what I mean? Like flip flop. Yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> love it, <laughs> love it, Lee. Thank you for your time, mate. Um, no worries. Thank you very much. Enjoyed much it. I know you're usual. a busy man. I know you're a busy man. So much appreciated. Thank you very much indeed, mate. Thank you very much. No problems. No problems. Any news on your link? Any news on your YouTube channel, mate? Any, well, yes, uh, I've got things. We've we've got things started. All things going. Um, we're, we're nearly there. Um, but I had a good bit of advice. Wait till Thursday, like you know, see what happens on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be launching the, 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 launching the channel no, no, on no, Friday, no. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. in a good place. So I'm waiting for a, 
we're waiting to see what happens after Thursday, and then we'll be um, we'll be ready to go. I've uh, I've just got to do a promotional um, video yet with. Uh, um, Samantha Fox, and um, we just got a bit doing that night, you know, Linda Lustard. Do you remember them, like, yeah? And uh, I was do. And Cheryl Cole, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, yeah, all right, mate, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, 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 all right, yeah, 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 all right, yeah, so yeah, we're nearly there, we're nearly there, good, mate. I'm totally looking forward to it, totally, totally looking forward to it, um. Yeah, uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, until we yeah, see you again. I want to watch for Fox. She was she she was foxy, wasn't she in her day? <laughs> yeah, all she was. And Linda yeah, Lusardi, she was nice and all, very nice indeed. Um, she was one of my personal favourites. Thank you very much for watching us live. It's much appreciated. Who? Linda Lusardi lives in Chesham. Really? Mm. Well, tell her I said hello next time. I will do. Thank you very much. <laughs> Until we see you again tomorrow night for Total Screamers podcast. Take care of yourselves and each other. Until we see you again, up the Arsenal. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.